Cascade Hoopstock, Billy D. Hey, we have uh, All-American, uh, Cornerstone All-American, Sam Vanderslice. Uh, thanks, Sam, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks for having me. Uh, so uh, Sam and I are going to look at the the WAC, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. Uh, Sam, it's been a little bit crazy. It looks like uh, you know one team looks like they're going to get a stranglehold on the conference, and then they'll lose a couple and somebody else, and nobody's really ran away and hit at this point. Yeah, I kind of saw that. I kind of guessed that going in, but I mean, uh, these games are still surprising when, um, as soon as, uh, I mean, I know like Madonna started slow and they're coming back and other schools like that, but um, no, it's been a little bit all over the place that so no one really knows right now. So, right now at the top of the conference is Lords. They, you know, a few weeks ago, they looked like they were going to just run away and hide. And uh, pay no attention to Sam doing his dishes in the background there. <laughs> Sorry uh, about that or I'm sorry, Lords was on a big roll going into the start. They started the year, they won over at uh, UNOH, and then they went to Rochester and Lawrence Tech and lost those two games. And those are probably games that you would have expected them to win, right? Yeah, um, playing at Lawrence Tech is really hard, and Rochester, playing at those places are, are really hard. I know Rochester's pretty good this year. They're sitting at fourth right now, same record as Cornerstone, but... Um... I know they wiped the floor with Cornerstone, and they're, in their home gym, they're really good. So Rochester, not as surprised, but um, Lawrence Tech's not doing too good this year. They are pretty good last year. I think they lost a couple of players, but, um, yeah, those are two surprising losses that yeah. uh, a good team like Lawrence should win. Lawrence Tech, I think, is – I think they're 3-8, and eight or, but uh, they're they're young and skilled, so they'll probably be a couple years, a year or two from, you know, really hitting their stride. But those kind of teams are a little bit scary at home because – if they get on a roll, get the fans behind them, well, they can beat anybody, right? Yeah, I know Lawrence Tech had a really good big man last year, and I uh, went to the Cornerstone Lawrence Tech game this, this past week, and I didn't see him, so I don't know if he transferred out or if he was sitting on the bench, but I just caught the end of that game and I didn't see him. So uh, I know they are young, though, and they have a good they have a good new coach. Uh, their program's turning around, so I think Lawrence Tech's going to be better by the end of the year and um, in the future, in years to come, for sure. And after they lost at Lawrence Tech, Lawrence had that, big showdown game against Indiana Tech and that was a war I, th- I really thought going into that that uh, I thought maybe Indiana Tech had the edge with uh, you know Lords coming off a couple of losses but boy they they lost that one point heartbreaker uh, that that was at Lords yeah correct um, no I know uh, Lords is uh, I, hate, I hate to keep saying tough places to play but I mean anywhere on the road and uh in conference is tough, but uh, no, they got uh, they got some tough rims there. I I always like their rims, but I know a bunch of I know shooters didn't like them as much. So if you're not getting layups at Lords, and they got some good big men down low to protect the rim, um, that uh, I mean, if you're not getting layups, it's hard to win a game there. Okay, so you say you don't like the rims. <laughs> so ta- what do what do you mean by that? I don't know. Maybe I'm superstitious, but uh, I I really feel like different rims have uh, stiff rims. Um, of course, affect the physics of shots. But uh, I always just had gyms that um, our shooters played well in, and gyms our shooters did play well in. Oh, interesting. Lords was for sure one that did, and I know Cornerstone's rim rims were always known for being super soft, and <laughs> our shooting percentage were always inflated at home, of course, but other teams were too. <laughs> but that hurt your rebounding number, didn't it? I know, but it at least helped my points per game. So, <laughs> um, so but I, Lords actually was at where my best game was. So I think I actually had a bunch of hard rebounds that game that I had put backs on. So I, I like the Lords. Lords but, but you don't need a soft rim if you're just jumping up and dropping it in the hole. Exactly. So I, I, I liked it there, but I know if uh, 
that's why I said if you can't get layups, it's a it's a very tough place to play. So let's talk just a little bit about Madonna is another team that they started out like gangbusters and then mm-hmm. they lost three straight. They uh, lost to uh, Rochester, Siena Heights, and the Indiana Tech right at right around uh, Christmas time, or no, right at the end of November. And yep. then and now they're on a total roll where they've won uh, one, two, three, nine. I think one, two, three. Um, yeah, they won nine straight. So they they look like they're tough now. Yeah. Uh, well, those are three really tough conference teams to open up with. So I think that's been easier since then. And um, now they beat Cornerstone. They were saying they were pretty good. Uh, I I always hated playing against Madonna. They're always super tough, and they got a pretty good coach there now. And so it's super. It's really tough to play there, of course. And um, they have a they have like a middle school gym they play in. So uh, no no one likes playing Madonna, and it shows us they're they're going on a roll now. Is it a short floor too? No, you know it's the short floor in the whack. There, there's where they have the old school inbounding line that's in play, like two feet past the out of bounds line because the wall is so close. And then, oh, okay. But Madonna's got the stage in the background and looks like a middle school gym from the 1950s. I know those short floors. When I say short floor, I just mean the total length, right? Yeah. Those, those yeah. change the whole game because it's basically like half court basketball at that point. It is, yeah. No, uh, it, I mean it might only be a couple feet, but you you, you see it and uh, you you feel cramped the whole time. So so Mad- Madonna, I think their schedule is probably more favorable. They go to UNOH, uh, they got to go to Siena Heights, which is tough, and then they got to go to Cornerstone, which is tough, and then they got now well, maybe they don't have that favorable of a schedule. Man, the <laughs> whack is tough this year, isn't it? Yeah, I was just talking to some Cornerstone guys last night, and they don't even know if they're going to be able to make it. To uh, They don't know if they should start playing for spring break or for the national tournament. So they know that they have a tough road ahead. But uh, but I know a lot of people probably have that same scenario because I don't know how many different teams they can take from the WAC, but they're they're all sitting. There's no... Uh, there's no 11 and 0 team right now, or 10 and 1. Everyone's everyone's in the middle of the pack. It looks like. Well, let, let's uh, let's take a minute and talk about Indiana Tech. And I know you know uh, Ted Albert. He used to, he was an assistant over at uh, Cornerstone when you played there, right? That's correct. Yeah, uh, and he he was a big recruiting big in recruiting Stegs and I. So we actually still keep in touch to this day. So they re- they really struggled out of the gate. I think you and I talked mm-hmm. about that before. Uh, but boy, he's he they've really turned it around. They've won. Uh, They've won, uh, it looks like, about eight out of the last ten. Of course, they had that real heartbreaker loss against Rochester. He's playing with a short short bench, too. If you look at his, uh, you know, the playing, the minutes, they're basically playing seven people. Uh, but, man, that, that that's pretty tough to come back from that beginning, that start that they've had, and now they're right up there near the top of the conference. Yeah, I know I talked to him earlier in the year uh, after uh, a tough loss to Morningside, I think it was, at the Cornerstone Tournament, where uh, he, they lost last second on a stupid foul by, like, a freshman or so. I don't know. I don't know what the play was exactly, but um, uh, he was just he was just saying how he'll get his guys right. He finally has um, his his type of players, he was saying. He, um, he was really happy with his players now. He's got some really good young bigs I played against last year that he really likes, and some other guys, but um, he's got his his style team in there now, and his third or fourth third year coaching, I'm pretty sure. And um, no, the, I'd look for them to make a t- uh, tear at the end of the season, especially. Um, hopefully, they can get some more guys in the rotation there. Hopefully, they don't they don't get burned out. But, um, doesn't the yeah. whack doesn't the whack play back to back nights uh, in the tournament? No, in the regular season, or are they split? What nights no, do play, they play? Uh, Wednesday nights and Saturday. Saturday. Oh, okay. I think maybe it's Chicago. Somebody. I know the Cascade where out, out where I'm at plays back to back. Somebody else yeah. does too. I think 
uh, I think the Chicago does. The and Crossroads I, play Tuesday, Saturday. Yeah. I think Chicago plays back-to-back, and I think the uh, uh, North Star does as well. Um, so those are the, it's really tight because Lords is 9-3 and three in conference. Madonna's 8-3, and three, so there's a half game there. Indiana Tech's at 8-3. and three, And then Rochester and Cornerstone are right there at 7-4. and four. So, you're, you know, Rochester is pretty good this year, right? Yeah, they always uh, – I haven't actually seen them play, but they have some uh, good shooters I know, and they, they really wiped the floor with Cornerstone when they – when they uh, played them there, they uh, they ran them out of the gym. They uh, I think they beat them by twenty or thirty. I know uh, we had our big guy go down in that game. I think he's coming back soon, but uh, um, they got out to a big lead right away and just kept it going. It's kind of funny with Rochester. They're seven and six at home, but they're seven and zero oh away. They're fourteen and six overall. It's it's just unusual to see that they uh, they lost to uh, Siena Siena Heights at home. Um, and they lost to uh, Aquinas as well. They lost one more at home. Oh, and uh, Dearborn. Oh, crap. They lost to Indiana Tech at home, too. Um, well, that, that makes it the, tough when you lose those those home games and you got to go on the road and you pretty much got to sweep. Yeah, that's surprising. I know uh, I never liked playing that. So maybe some other people do. I, I never liked playing there. But, um, no, their coach is pretty good. But um, that's surprising. I would have thought that they'd have a favorable record at home. Maybe they had some tough tough to draw with the schedule there i'd look for that to change in the second half of the season for sure and then a team you're familiar with cornerstone is also seven and four have you ever heard of that team uh i've heard of them a little bit <laughs> uh spent some time in that gym but no i uh talked to some of their guys actually last night and i watched the uh the back half of their game on saturday uh and they're starting they're starting to turn it around i know they uh they had to change up the style of play this year they it's, the team isn't quite like it was in the past and um everyone's really had to make adjustments on the team. So they're finally starting to turn it around and get in a rhythm. And uh, I, I'm excited to see where they go from here. I'm going to plan on checking out their game tonight, but uh, they, uh, it should be, it should be a good, uh, good second half and exciting second half of the season for Cornerstone, especially in with everyone else in the wet. Yeah. They've won four of the last five. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you, if anybody is uh making bets out there and they're they're betting against uh, Kim Elders. Boy, I would caution you there. That's <laughs> that's not a bet, bet I'd want to make as you get down the stretch. I I would not put on a put a bet money against Kim in the second half of the season. He's always uh I mean, especially our teams, we we had some rough starts, but um I was part of a couple 16 game win streaks or 17 game win streaks at the end of the second half of the season going into the tournament. So And then two more teams that are that are in the mix. Uh, Dearborn, uh, Dearborn went on a roll there. It looked like they were, they were going to take a stranglehold. Now they're six and four and then Sienna Heights. They've just, they've mucked it up all year. Uh, that that's a tough play. That's a tough team to play as well. Uh, yeah. Dearborn's got a really good big who, uh, I always had to guard last year and he's pretty strong Gigliotti or something or something like that. Um, but they've got a good big that Sienna Heights is always, I think they're, I think they might've always been (laughs) six and five in the middle of the year. They always beat. They always beat some teams they shouldn't, and lose to a couple teams they shouldn't. So they're uh, they're always in it. So they're if you look at the top of the conference, it goes from nine and three with Lords. You've got a bit of a log jam in the middle with six and four. But even with that, I mean, you're looking at a you know couple games based on your experience in the in the WAC and playing down the stretch in the WAC. Which of the teams do you expect to you know do well as it gets down to crunch time? I expect 
Lawrence Tech to uh, surprise uh, a team going forward. I, that's what I would say. But um, historically speaking, Cornerstone should. Uh, it might be a little bias here, but Cornerstone should make a push um, to uh, tie up their records with uh, one of those top three teams losing. And uh, I think I think Cornerstone should make a push. I, I look for Rochester to drop out of there with that inconsistent schedule, but maybe they're good. They they beat Cornerstone by thirty, but yeah. I I don't even I don't know I know it's different this year Indiana Tech's turning on turning it on and Lords is first year coach so I don't I don't know exactly what they're get, what they're gonna do but I know they have a ton of talent so talent wise I think Lords might be the best team but um, I'll be honest with you I'm not sure I I'd look for some people to be uh, upset come uh, tournament time and uh, who gets into the national tournament for sure yeah I think that I agree with you I think Lawrence Tech is set up perfectly to be the spoiler. I think that's mm-hmm. the team that everybody's going to uh, look at and say we've, we've got to somehow get past these guys and not get upset. Lords is uh, very big, strong, and, and physical, uh, but so is Madonna. You know, Cornerstone has Kim Elders in their corner. The They've also got a v- very good team. And Indiana Tech has, you know, Ted Elbert, and he's not going to roll over for anybody. So, mm-hmm. uh, boy, if you're out there and in, in – uh, you know, Michigan, Indiana area chance to watch any of these schools get out there and watch them because uh, it's going to be a great finish in the whack this year. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's been a lot of blowouts as far as games. I know you were saying Aquinas beat Rochester. That's uh, the bottom of the conference over the, the the second or third third place team. So um, anything can happen on one of these nights, as as everyone knows in college basketball. You know, Sam, I I was going to tease you about Purdue, but I just don't have the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I I watched that game and uh, I, I I actually kind of saw it coming. We lost we lost to Purdue uh, last year away at Purdue as well, and that's a tough place to play. It's it's like the whack on the road. It's uh, on the road the Big Ten on the road in college basketball. I don't know what it is, but it's uh, man Purdue really wiped the floor with Michigan State that time and kind of ruined some of the momentum. But Michigan State's going to be just fine. Hey Sam, I want to ask you about one other thing, and, and you and I didn't talk about this before, so I'm surprising you. But did you see any of the video of the Kansas game last night? <laughs> I sure did. That was all over uh, social media yeah. this morning. So, what, so. Are, what are your thoughts there? I don't I don't know why it was such a big uh big thing. I, personally, I would have been uh too tired <laughs> at the end of the game to express that, but I mean they're up they're up 20 and uh the guy kind of made a uh stupid play. It looked like grabbed the ball and the other guy went blocked that. I don't know. We all saw it. And right. It escalated from there. So, that was just extracurricular. I don't I bet those people will probably be suspended the rest of the season or a couple games with you never know with Kansas, they might only get one game, but Yeah. I, I I don't know what to make of it. It was just something that didn't need to happen. Um, hopefully some uh, bench players from Kansas are going to get some more playing time now. So Yeah, it just uh, – maybe I'm too much of an old guy, a basketball purist. It's like, you know, finish it on the floor. Uh, don't go out, you know, punching cheerleaders and grabbing a chair and, oh, my goodness, <laughs> all that stuff that went on. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's not good for the game of basketball, that's for sure. I think you're much better off if you're unhappy with somebody, just beat them on the floor. So, yeah, I know. I know that's tough to, that's always tough to say though. I know, I don't, I don't know if that was their star player who's uh, grabbed that chair or anything like that, but uh, yeah, it was kind of a selfish act to, to go in and uh, try and try and demeanor someone else by throwing, throwing a chair at them or punching them or standing over them. The whole, yeah. the whole scenario was a little tough. So, well, Sam, I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's uh, you're a busy guy. 
but it's always here. It's always good to hear your uh, your view of what's going on in the in the conference. I mean, you've you've played in a lot of wars in that conference. Before you hang up, I want to ask you one last question: All Who right, has up? the highest scoring game between you and Kyle Stienga? <laughs> I, I'm just that, curious. I want to hear from you. That would be me. That's my <laughs> that's my that's my bragging right. Um, uh, yeah, he he could always drop the three thousand points on me and Michigan's all time leading point scorer and all the all those records. But um, I remember uh, it was actually at Lords we talked about earlier. He came back in the um, in the hut, in the locker room afterwards, and uh, someone asked him how many points I had, and he he lied and he said thirty seven instead of because his high was thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> we, we looked at it later and I got, I got 45 in a game. So that, that was, uh, that, that's my, that's my bragging point and, uh, rebounds in a game, 2020 games. He's never had any of those either. So, well, golly gee whiz. I hope Kyle's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. He's heard it enough times from me. So, Hey Sam, thanks a lot. Hope to get you back on. Always enjoy it. Great guy to talk fans. This is, uh, he's not, he's not playing NAI ball anymore, but boy, got to give this guy his due. I think he's one of the, if not the best big man ever to play NAI basketball. Sam, uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, and thanks for having me. Always love to, always love to talk a little NAI basketball for some people. So thank you. Okay, Sam, thanks a lot. I appreciate it.